Sports, the live-action remake of Sports and Culture. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. With me tonight, my co-host, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Yellow. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 101, 101. 101. I thought we How were we? done. I thought this, why are we here? I thought we were doing a new a new thing. Uh, what new thing will we do? A different <laughs> we podcast. Are, we got all kinds of ideas. Hardly, I thought we were finally out of sports. <laughs> no, like we we've kind of qualified co- to do this. I, I don't feel know like what we've else covered we... them all, right? Every sport, all at sport. This point? basically, all sport and game. Well, if you have what, if you have a pitch, let's hear it. I've got some ideas. But I don't want to just like spout them out here. Oh, you've you've already put them in an envelope, sealed yeah. that, sent it to yourself. <laughs> You're right. Email. Get, I emailed myself. It is a patent. Uh, time stamped. Time stamped on it. Yeah. No, Rowdy. We're still doing this. Okay. We're still here. We're in a new location tonight. <clears throat> Thank you, gentlemen, for being flexible and coming over to my house. If the tea is a little low, it may be because there's children sleeping upstairs. Babies, babies sleeping. What? But thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah! All of you. <laughs> Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> That's why he's rowdy, folks. Yep. Uh, while you're on that uh, podcast app of yours, listening to this fine um, broadcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, go ahead and hit that bell. Bing! You say that every week. I don't read. I don't know what that means, but do it's that. It's notifications, dude. <laughs> and last but not I say that every week, too. <laughs> yeah. Those things, those things that mean nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, go ahead and hit that share button. Go into your contacts. Pick somebody out. Either your best friend or your worst enemy. Or a rando. <laughs> Just a rando. You remember that plumber you hired six years ago? Right. And you're like, who is George? Well, yeah, George would be into this. George likes. For sure. George likes this. George is our uh, target audience. So go ahead and share this with them. And, and if you're on social media and you feel comfortable putting it out there, go ahead and do that as well. If you would, please. Otherwise, just uh, go in there, uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, and resubscribe, and that apparently helps our. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dope. Yeah, because okay. it's like page views, I guess, um, on the Apple app, okay, uh, all right. podcast app. So yeah, every time somebody unsubscribes and resubscribes, it helps our hmm. ranking. Gets wow. us up from like the bottom five thousand to the to the mid five thousands. Well, I know what I'm doing on my next slow day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. Hey, Rowdy. Hey. How about some sports? Like hey. mid T. Hey, Rowdy. Okay. Yeah, hey, not, Rowdy. Not so much. Hey. How, about, how about it, guys? Don't do full NPR. No. Just like somewhere mm, above that. This, how about this it? This is delicious. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dylan Cease makes a coffee run. He is sure that, does. The caffeine right? does not cease in, on the south side of Chicago. Dylan Cease uh, <laughs> came up with the White Sox. He mm-hmm. is a rookie pitcher. Mm-hmm. And I like this article on FanBuzz because it talks about how the 23-year-old right-hander tossed 101 pitches in five innings, gave up seven hits, two two earned runs, and a walk, and recorded six strikeouts. And they're acting like that was a good game. It's not that great of a game. You get the dub, though. But he got the dub. Uh, It was a doubleheader rowdy. So when he was done pitching in the first game, for the second game, they sent him out to Starbucks in his full full uniform, pick up some cappuccinos. (laughs) Because he's the youngest or something? Because he's or? a rook. Yeah, 23-year-old That's rookie. That's awesome. So there is a picture of him in this article ordering a bunch of coffees with his hat and his jersey, cleats, the whole nine. Yeah, it's pretty good so on you the never, south side of Chicago. No matter what you do, you're not you're never not a rookie, huh? I guess. Huh. I mean, 101 pitches in five innings? The pitch count's too high, sir. I mean, I don't know. That seems fine. <laughs> I'm not a baseball player. No? I don't know if you guys knew this, but... You've got the body. Is of a ball coffee player. really the drink that you would want, especially like a latte? Like get some dairy and some coffee in there, like, and then you got to go like. I'd go be for, out the... for how long does a baseball game last? Like six hours, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Well, a doubleheader, yes. <sighs> yeah, I'd go for the quad shot americano. So what's your what's your contention? No room. Here? Maybe don't. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> what's that? What's your contention here? You just don't. It think, just doesn't, this doesn't sound, seem like the appropriate drink. Did they give the uh, read? Did they the give order? the order? How uh, much? How much did he walk here. out with in this picture? How many? How many drinks did he walk out with? Not enough because they lost the second game. 
Well, it's the they Chicago probably wines. lost because they were they were drinking they were, lattes. They were sluggish after no, the it doesn't lattes. had some rumbly This is tumblies. not a good article because it does not give the order. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think they got his name right on the case? Dylan. 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 Seas. Hmm. What would you drink in between in between there the uh, the double header? Water. Just good old ice H2O. water. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nice. Cool. You, you, ice I would water. think they'd need a little pick me. Maybe some in between. Maybe some uh what's the grape the grape Gatorade? That's always pretty good. Isn't it just grape? I had some of that or when is I was it purple. I had a double header uh this weekend. I, <laughs> I was, don't think it's the same thing. Well, because I mowed <laughs> Yeah, you don't even have to tell me I know it's not the same I, thing. I mowed the backyard <laughs> and then I had some some of that grape Gatorade and then I mowed the front yard. And your front yard, that has to be yeah, we live kind of. We're kind of up on a hill, so I get to. I work my lats like I stand up at the top. You should and mow down as far as I can get, and then I take the mower up. down and I push up and just that's my lat workout. You know that's what? How I stay in, that's how I look like. With this. your brick porch front, you mm-hmm. could rig up like a pretty cool pulley system for your mower. So that's actually been done. It, but it's not allowed. Done, my wife no. does not allow that. Oh, uh, it's against so the rules. So we had some neighbors that what they would do is they actually had. Um, they had a rope yeah. attached to the front. They had like a uh, like a eye yeah. screw or whatever yeah. in the front, and had a rope through that. And then they had like a Velcro band that would keep the oh, the yeah. uh, blade engaged. And then they would just lower the mower down Absolutely. and then pull it back up, move it over. And so the um, one one of them would stand at the top and do the rope, and the other one would would shift the mower over. <laughs> and uh, they mentioned that to me I was like oh that's kind of a smart idea and I, I told my wife and she's like absolutely not you will die oh like it's too dangerous yeah yeah it's me well it's a me it's a I mean, me a little lat trap workout never hurt anybody yeah, it's the only exercise I get anyway well, so it's you know well you're a ball player yeah, yeah. Dylan sees hasn't as a uh, he was the former pros, uh, top prospect for the Chicago White Sox. Right. No longer a prospect, I guess. Right. Technically, I think if you're under 24, you still are a prospect. But has a sw- swinging strike rate over 10, percent which not elite but solid. 101, 101 pitches got five Ks. Averages six. 96 miles per hour in his fastball. High cheese. Yeah, but he's still a rook, so he's yeah. still sent out there. He's working it. He's working it out. I don't think I have a problem with the uh, with the coffee order. Mid game coffee order. I'm I am a coffee person anytime, anywhere. Does this constitute uh, harassment? Is this is this hazing? Hazing. It seems like hazing. to send a guy to Starbucks. Do you think he had cleats on? Yeah, full uni. Cleats too. What, what he went click clack in he, that door. What he slip into some thongs and walked out there. To, why not, to get dude? The, I mean, not he could have. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, he could have. You, you're in your you're in your cleats, but then you got four innings. Well, what are you going to look like with flip flops and stirrups? You're going to look like a ball player. <laughs> is what you're going to look like. You're yeah. going to look like a ball player between double hit double. Yeah. Uh, trying uh, to get caffeinated. Headers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't need. Maybe he does need to stay awake. I like coffee time. at all times. Nighttime. Morning time. What other times? Mid afternoon time. <laughs> yeah, pre work, post work, <laughs> right. after dinner, before mm-hmm. dinner. <laughs> Raining oh, man. If I have coffee after, what are you, Papa? Three p.m. I'll really? Be up. Oh yeah. Three I'll, p. I'll, yeah, I'll be up. So, sometimes I can go a little Eating later. If it's, if, it's after, if it's after, if it's after, if it's after five p.m., I've had times where I've like. I'll be laying there in bed, tossing and turning. It's like 3 a.m. I'm like, I think I'm maybe having a heart attack or something. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I had coffee at like 5 o'clock. What about like these nice dinners you go out to sometimes when you travel out west and you have a nice you know, piece of cake or pie mm-hmm. or something, truffle, something real chocolatey and rich? It's I'm, a birthday party slash a fancy dinner. And you, you don't have a cup of coffee afterwards? I'm not a dessert guy. I'm not a dessert guy. Oh, so what yeah. if they he's, bring he's out he's like a cracker a, guy? What if they bring out <laughs> yeah. like, that's why there's a charcuterie crackers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if smoked uh, yeah, meats, I could, cheeses, I could do that, but I'm crackers. not going to have coffee with that. Hmm. So, what about decaf? Now Would I have been, now if yes if okay. if I'm in a situation and there's pie, then I'll have some nice decaf. Yeah. Yep. See, okay, we're on the same page. Okay, then. so we've yeah. covered our food. The other thing that's interesting. So uh, Dylan sees, like I said, he averages 96 miles per hour on his fastball. That's what that gentleman. Uh, 
just threw. I don't have his name up here, obviously, because that would be too convenient. Just, oh, the guy that the A signed. The guys, the guy, the guy that the athletic signed just now. Um, he threw so ninety six awesome. miles per hour at, at the Rockies game um, in their little ca- carnival area. Thin air. Yeah, it, yes, but Thin he air. did it previously at a at a different AAA ballpark. Did it. Uh, and like San a, Diego, where a, it'd be heavy air, thick had air. Sh- had a short workout, threw out his elbow, and then came back. He probably did go to Colorado strategically. Yeah, um, get that high heat to get the to get the better mm-hmm. air. Um, Are you talking about twenty three year old Nathan Patterson? Yeah, twenty three yes. year old. Tell us about twenty three year old Nathan Patterson. Now that you've where got does he hail uh, from? He was uh, I, I don't know, but he he was watching a, a Rockies game. And uh, yes. <laughs> he uh-huh. uh, threw now that's it, in Colorado. It was a speed pitch challenge. Mm. Threw it 96 miles per hour. And now he's under contract from the Oakland A's. So, yeah, yeah they saw footage of his pitches on social media and uh, wanted to sign him to a contract. So sick. They don't know. Uh, he's got Dylan Cease. Uh, when he'll start playing, yeah. but yeah, this, coffee this, boy. this guy could get some coffees. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cup. It brings a whole new meaning to a guy that gets cups of coffee. Cu- cup of coffee in yeah. the majors, in <laughs> right. the big leagues, yeah. in the show. Right. Got a cup of coffee in the show. Well, that's cool. Journeyman. All right. What else we got? Uh, this is dead. Professional <laughs> disc golf world championships. I know nothing it about this. It is coming up. We okay. got uh, we got notification of this event from uh, one of our uh, listeners, Colt, uh, who is the president of our local disc golf club okay. in A Town. Ooh, show some respect. And so we El Presidente, and so we have the. PDGA Professional Disc Golf World Championships August 10th through the 17th right oh what right next door in central Illinois oh so where? Uh, Peoria Peoria mm, will yeah. it play in Peoria and I looked up some of the courses boy there is a lot of water on these courses hmm. they look like actual golf courses that they've also put uh, disc golf t- baskets on and you got to like launch these things 450 yards over the water hazard huh. and nail that basket. So that's coming well, up. No, whoa, whoa, tee whoa. off in 4 days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Yeah. So they're throwing Dude, I got maps. They're throwing a a disc. Uh-huh. A frisbee? Uh-huh. Can I call it a frisbee? Is that the appropriate? I don't know if that's if that's uh, appropriate. It's a disc. Okay. It's disc golf, not frisbee golf. I got you. I hear right. you. So they're throwing a frisbee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 450 yards? Well, you know, I mean, these should take anything away from these athletes. Mm, my goodness <laughs> here. My goodness. Uh, but isn't the hardest part of playing frisbee the catching, not the throwing? I, see, I disagree. I, I think, think the, it's har- the hardest part is having to f- uh, flip over the uh, the tape of pocket full of kryptonite when when, <laughs> when the one time, side yeah. runs out. Yeah, yeah. who's oh. going to be closest to the boombox? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be. Yeah. And finding eight yeah. D batteries these yeah. days too. Yeah. That's kind of a bitch. <laughs> finding but. six for a hack circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the hardest part of any, of any frisbee golf <laughs> outing. Some guy wore his Birkenstock, so he's got his toe funk yeah. all over the hack. It's <laughs> yeah. not cool, dude. <laughs> not cool. You can't stall by snatching it with your claw with your hammer toes. Now before we <laughs> before we trash on this sport, I'm not trashing on it. Too I much. like playing disc golf. I aren't, play. Aren't we kind of dipping our toes into this this world potentially? Quite literally. H- how so? With our literal toes. With funding. This is our first official sponsorship for mm-hmm. the upcoming Madison County Disc Golf Tournament. And what are we doing for that? Well, I think we're going to send a check. We're sponsoring a hole, right? We're sponsoring a hole. One hole. One hole. And it will be the sports, sports, sports hole. It's going to be the sports, sports, sports hole, and we get Your our. Do we get to pick the number? Podcast. I don't know if we get to pick Ooh. the number or not. That might be an inquiry we will have to okay. send send back. But Two we get our logo day. on some action. I think the like uh, course map or something, and our logo on the hole. So like on the flag or on just on the hole. Because I think it should be on the flag. I don't know if they are flags. Oh, they're on, they're no, baskets. They're flags. Yeah, they're yeah. baskets. <sighs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'll go check it out. I'll do okay. some recon. I'll go check this out when we have it in uh, in A Town, right behind so the shop. So we will be official sponsors of a hole of a disc golf. Now, floor. if you have a hole that you would like sponsored, <laughs> f- 
feel free to let us know, but I'm not going to promise that we're going to just sponsor any hole. <laughs> we're pretty choosy. We're this selective. Is, yeah. Yes. We're very if selective about our about hole. You and our drives every week to Anderson. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's that you are choosy about your hole sponsorship. Right, exactly. <laughs> he goes on these long diatribes. Yeah. I'm not going to sponsor about, anybody. Yeah. 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 And this is, you know, this is our buddy Colt's hole, so we're going to, we're, we're, <laughs> That we're we're we saw an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're we are we're going to sponsor. It. What's the what's the tournament? Is it just a county tournament? The Madison County tournament. You open the email. I'm trying to remember here. Uh, uh, so here's what exactly I should know exactly what it's called here. Let me scroll up. It is called the Madison County Open 2019. The disc golf tournament in conjunction with the ADGC Anderson Disc Golf Club, Chubb Disc Golf, and E-D-G-E, Edgewood Disc Golf Enthusiasts, uh, is an A-C-tier P-D-G-A This is a lot of acronyms. Sanctioned Do we tournament. actually know what we're getting into? Two here? rounds of 18 holes at Elwood Disc Golf Course and Sanders Memorial Disc Golf Course, located at Edgewater Park in Anderson, just behind Park Place Arts. Uh, anticipated 100 to 140 participants. Cool. This is an events in, uh, the event's inaugural year. All sponsorship funds assist in covering the expenses of the event, including printing, advertising, course maintenance, player prizes, etc. <laughs> Now, as sponsors, do we get to like toss out the first disc? Or <laughs> like, anything? I don't know. Break in the Once hole? again, these are all questions for President Carpenter. Okay. Maybe it's uh, just that when we can the email first, and ask. Uh, go- golfer comes to our hole. Uh, we get to take their disc and throw it. Or maybe we get to stand in front of our hole and try to block the frisbees, the, the, the discs. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like swat them down. So I'm you guys at, ever played at Sanders Memorial? Um, no. no. Oh, it's I've fun. Never played it's a great golf. course. I'm looking it's got at, the levee. It's got a lot of elevation. got the river as a water hazard. You it's would cool. have to be, from what I remember of this course, you would have to be far out of bounds for it to go into the river. You're basically playing I mean, with your back to the river. There's a couple baskets pretty close to the river that if you throw a shankopotamus, you're getting wet. Don't say shankopotamus. But again. these guys <laughs> in Peoria... They've got some serious water hazards to deal with. To go back, Snoop, no, I do not think that there are many guys that are going to launch a disc 454 yards on a par 4 and, and hole it. Mm-hmm. But it's strategery because there's a lot of water, so you got to lay up, and then you got to launch that thing over the water. Oh, I And you're going to lose okay. your disc, too, man. The discs aren't cheap. So it looks like, oh, geez, yeah, 633 yeah, feet. Yeah, man. These so are serious. It looks like they are playing on four courses over the four days. Right, now. in the in the area of Peoria. So that, okay, so I'm going to give it to them. Because this that, is a legit, seems, this is the world championship. Sure. That seems more... <laughs> If you say so. <laughs> I mean, that's the title of it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And Says I, so right here. And I'm the president of City Hall. So, <laughs> well, uh, that'd make you mayor, wouldn't th- it? <laughs> Not in this case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a self-defined title. Um, so... I, I will give it to them on this for sure. Like, and again, not a golfer either. But they're a golfer over four days playing the same course. Mm-hmm. You could probably get used to it, right? Kind of understand. They're changing its that. nuances. And there are three groups: A, B, and C. What does that mean? Three different groups of players. I'm assuming. Yeah. So where they start? I yeah. They may they may do like a. Uh, uh, stagger like the courses they play. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, so they're in Lake Eureka, Northwood Gold, Northwood Blue, and Sunset Hills. These, yeah. Yeah, these look like some pretty intense courses. Um, Do they look like golf courses as well? Well, I'm only looking at the schematic drawing, but yes. The I, rendering, if the you will. The renderings, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think they're... So I, I, I did look, and courses. Peoria has had... So they is it like they, the they mecca had, of disc golf? Yeah. So they oh, cool. they the Peoria Frisbee Club has been around since 1981. So they call so them frisbees. I mean, back then they did. In 1981, yeah. like, a, uh, like a reappropriation of the term, though. Like they they isn't frisbee reclaimed? like Kleenex and Xerox? They re- yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. 
like it's a brand, mm-hmm. not the actual object. The object is a disc, it's like and it's a frisbee dun- disc. Like a well, the term frisbee right. is often used generically to, to describe all flying discs, but frisbee <laughs> is so a registered fast. trademark of the Whammo toy company. Oh, it's a Whammo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's yeah, why Ultimate and Disc Golf have to forgo the, the use of the word oh, frisbee. Oh, I just found what we get for our sponsorship. Okay. Your sponsorship includes recognition t-shirt, in t-shirt, player t-shirt, caddy t-shirt, book t-shirt, given t-shirt, to every t-shirt, participant, t-shirt, and recognition t-shirt. on the one on the uh, on t-shirt. one hole at one t-shirt, course. T-shirt. No t-shirt. To me. No, I think you probably have to participate uh, to get a t-shirt. All right. Well, what's the point of this? I'm excited. I, yeah. No, it's, I, I think, think it's, it's going to cool. be great. Yeah. We should get out there, show our support. Yeah, yeah we I'm, should. Are we gonna pick a Are we gonna pick a horse in this race? I guess Colt El Presidente. Is he gonna play? I assume he's gonna play. Wait, hold up. Why don't we sponsor you, Reed, to go out there and play? Yeah, I'm not that good. It doesn't matter. I curse a lot. We're not that good at a podcast, and we've done 101 <laughs> episodes. Do you think that That's being true. good at something That's has ever true. stopped us? This is us? America. Yeah. Quality does not count. Exactly. It's just effort. At this rate, one a week, we're gonna surpass the number of episodes. Our number of episodes will be greater than our number of listeners in like tomorrow. A month. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, when this posts, hundred one. Yep, yep. Beat it. it. <laughs> Just flip that script. Uh, anyway, hey, you guys want to talk about the uh, Philly fanatic? Sure, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Indiana is home of the uh, mascot Hall of Fame, which we s- keep saying we're going. You know, we Indiana. say a lot of things that sound cool that we're going to do, or we're going to, you know, record live from a Ravens game. That's go right. to the go to the mascot Hall of Fame. Go do a LARP at Gen Con. Oh yeah, go find our hole on the disc golf course. We're not going to do any of this. <laughs> Why are you pulling back the curtain, dude? It's been pulled. <laughs> They don't know that though. We, we don't might do be any doing of this. They, we might be doing all this. I do think we need to do a live recording from a Ravens game this year, though. Yeah. So anyway, Who, who's gonna fund that? Anyway, all right. Let's go. journey over. Fund it. Let's journey over <laughs> to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, for the last forty-one What's years, Philly known as the city, city of brotherly, brotherly love. love. Thank you. <laughs> Fishtown, home, home of the Temple Owls. Hmm. Anyway, Cosby's town. Don't. <laughs> For the last 41 years, the Phillies have been entertained by the Philly fanatic. Uh, their their lovable green furry mascot. He's like a teenage mutant ninja Elmo. Yes. It's interesting that it's, <laughs> Nailed it's, it. it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. So in 1978, this this mascot was created. Um, the the mascot itself was was constructed by uh, a company called Harrison Erickson, which is the uh, totally made it, up it's, company. It's, yeah, it's, rhyming, it's a, name. So it's a husband and wife team. Now these guys are not slouches in the mascot world. So they created Yuppie for the Montreal Expos, which is now the mascot of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Casey Wolf of the Kansas City Chiefs, Stuff of the Orlando Magic, G Wiz of the Washington Wizards, Hugo of the Charlotte Hornets, Jackson Deville of the Jacksonville Panthers, the short-lived mascot Dandy of the of the New York Yankees, uh, 1982 to 1985, oh, and Sliley of the Hiroshima Carp. Uh, also, man, these people uh, are legit mascot. Well, makers. Bonnie Erickson also designed character characters for the Muppets. So she she designed Miss, Miss Piggy and Statler and Waldorf. Dude, uh, she also uh, consulted with Children's Television Workshop, the creators of Sesame Street, mm-hmm. and she helped create the Tickle Me Elmo. Dude, so this woman uh, yeah. stacks paper. But the lawsuit, uh, basically, the, uh, the the creators, uh, Harris and Erickson, are demanding millions of dollars from the Phillies. And the Phillies have been told that if they don't pay up, uh, that they will the, the fanatic will be declared a free agent. So wow. just just like uh, Yuppie, uh, it could become a free agent and become another club's mascot potentially. So that doesn't seem right. Well, I mean, you have to find another city that that uh, needs a starts mascot. with a PH. So it, well, I mean, your options too. are a little limited there. Yeah, um, Phoenix. I guess you could switch it to an F, and I mean, but 
the Fort Wayne fanatic or something like that. Mm. But, um, but make it the phonetic fanatic. So here's here's where things get <laughs> kind of will. interesting, though, because the the Phillies claim that the idea for the fanatic, the name. Uh, and, and a lot of other details were created by that, a lot of other details that we won't outline <laughs> the, here. Uh, like, the, that is not our forte. So it is this, a lot. this was the Phillies executive Trust vice us. president Tons back in '78, Bill Giles. Uh, he wanted a a, a, a character who uh, was going to be green, fat, and lovable with a big green nose. Uh, he, they had also, the Phillies had also already been using the term fanatic to promote themselves and, and calling their fans fanatics. So they decided that the new mascot should be called the Philly fanatic. So they worked with Harrison Erickson to develop the costume. Uh, but they also, the Phillies provided the, the fanatics Jersey cap and other materials. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the Phillies were very much involved in creating this now where this gets interesting is a lot of this lawsuit hinges on the uh the copyright for this costume now harrison erickson actually uh, they registered this as a um uh essentially as a um a statue, <laughs> as a as a statue. So they they submitted an an illustration of the fanatic, and like registered the copyright basically as a statue, not as not a as costume. A so as a static being or a right. static object. And so it's kind of awesome because the um uh or sorry a sculpture not a not a statue hmm. but they don't use the word same, character same. they don't use the term costumes so in in the actual lawsuit uh the phillies say if harrison erickson had submitted to the copyright office a photo of the costume without a person inside it would have been clear that what they were trying to register was a costume not a sculpture without someone inside the costume it would have appeared formless more like this so in the lawsuit they actually have a photo just like a of, lump just, of it just the costume just laying costume. laying wow. on the uh, laying on the ground and here's the fanatics laundry <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um if hung from a hook or laid randomly on a flat surface uh the particular animal or item depicted by the costume would be largely unidentifiable the intended depiction think is it's in identifiable fact. now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so yes so they say that no the law this, is so this wack. is a costume and it does not constitute a sculpture um so i think that the phillies actually have a pretty good case here um so the, you're siding with the Phillies, not yes. the creators. Oh yeah. I, because I think that I think the Phillies, the Phillies have their seats. So they, they <laughs> okay. have, and, and, and so they, they got the paper trail. They do. And also this Harrison Erickson, part of what they've done too, is like it, it, some of these mascots, they would actually be responsible for hiring and training the people inside the costume. Oh. But for the Phillies, um, the, uh, the, the fanatic was actually brought to life by an intern in their marketing department named Dave Raymond. He has a pretty cool story. Now, this is the guy, I'm just going off uh, memory here, but he was the guy at one point, his mother is deaf. Is that correct? Does it say it in there? No idea. So I think It's not in the lawsuit. Okay, <laughs> but I think the guy who used to wear the costume, his mother was deaf, and he said that helped him connect with people because... He was, he was doing it. He couldn't talk. He could gesture yeah. like huh. he would gesture to his mom. I remember huh. back in the 90s when the Phillies were actually pretty good and were always in the World Series, they talked about you know this guy who was in the costume. And yeah, I think he did his, it through the night. So from like 78 through the 90s, he, he was the Philly fanatic. So. I will tell you, I was just at a Reds game a week or two ago. Reds Rockies, Great America Ballpark, and they have a mascot named Gapper, and he came up. And was talking to us. Well, like gesturing, he was talking? gesturing oh, yeah. to us. Uh, and he looked like a, a poor man's Philly fanatic. Well, it's funny because if you look at Slyly, the Hiroshima Carp uh, mascot, mm -hmm. he is basically he he is basically the Philly fanatic. He even like because the Philly fanatic has the like thing that like right. shoots out of his nose. Right. He he's basically the Philly fanatic. He just has two of those. And, oh, and like then he the has, Colts like, things blue. that come out. Yeah. 
So I mean, it it it's a very 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 similar. Oh costume. yeah, that he looks a little more like a dragon though than yes. the Philly fanatic. If I were the Phillies though, I would not only contest this lawsuit. I would say. Also, you need to pay us for slightly for the Hiroshima carp. Now you're getting into international law here. That's true. It's a little more difficult. International waters. Yeah. Which anything goes, I guess, right? So I'm the captain now. Look at me. Well, and the carp, <laughs> look at me. Yeah, I mean, the carp would be in international water. So, yeah, it's probably not touchable. But the Carps are about to get into the uh, Great Lakes. That's maritime law. You it to, is maritime you, you law. Get, Very yeah. good. That's a so, whole, I don't know. whole different ball game. So, what do you guys think? You side with you side with I the side creators? with the creator. Although she does have that Jim Henson paper, so right. I mean, she's probably doing well. And they right. were paid. They but were it's they the were principal of they it, were Rowdy. paid well, and they've renegotiated multiple times. So, I think that these guys are have maybe you know fallen on hard times, and they're just like, we got to get more money somewhere. Oh, I don't know. but. Like that Sesame Street well dried up because mm-hmm. it's all uh, it's all animated now or a lot of it. <laughs> I watched an episode of Sesame Street a couple weeks ago on my road trip, and I was shocked by how much animation there is now oh, on yeah. Sesame Street. It's wild. So neat. Any other thoughts on? Uh, I mean, they're just giving up. They're not trying anymore. They're just pootering it instead of actually making the Muppets do things. Lost art form. Muppeteering. <laughs> Muppeteering. <laughs> All these kids these days, are probably, they're probably too busy on their Tamagotchis and Pokemon. They're playing these video games. Sesame Street anyway, so yeah. yeah. For sure. Finding them Poke Points uh, or whatever they're called. Okay. In other news. <laughs> okay. I, I, no, I, okay. I do side. I side with the Phillies as well. Okay. I think it was, it was, it was not necessarily their creation, but it was, they, they, they hired it. somebody. They right. bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other company wasn't wasn't doing the work that they normally do, right? As far as uh, managing the costumes, so, yeah. I think they got a pretty solid case. So I don't. I Isn't don't expect the one that dances the, uh, on the dugout a lot. They all dance on the dugout. Oh, my bad. You ever dance in the du- on the dugout in the pale moonlight? <sighs> if only. after murdering Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> what now? Come on, man. Let's just move on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Next up, do you guys know it's plague season in Colorado? <sighs> Who didn't? When isn't it plague season? So, what happened? Oh, I brought it back to Indiana. The Colorado Rapids, which is this like a major league soccer team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. major league soccer. In so like they had, Sporting Goods Park. Yes. So they oh, had to cancel. Denver? Outside of Denver. In, uh, Where? Commerce, Westminster? Commerce. No, what's it called? Commerce City. Littleton? Something. Yeah, Commerce City. Commerce City. Commerce no, City. It's, so when you're going into uh, the Denver airport, you know, it's kind of out there. Way out there. And you have to drive in. Uh-huh. It's to, out that way it's, yeah, on the flatlands. You pass it. Hi, if you're heading into Denver, so you're heading west. Hi, Mesa. It's going to be on your uh, on the north side of the interstate. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Anyway, yeah, well, it's but it's inf- also completely it's, like it's uh, it, infested. It with is plague. infested with the plague. Man. So they had to cancel a post game fireworks show on Saturday. What kind of host are we working with here? This is a prairie dog. Oh, uh, well, because it is out basically. Like you're in the Great Plains basically when you're sure. out. Out oh, there. Oh yeah, Denver. Yeah, you have, when you drive to Colorado, welcome to Colorful Colorado, and you got two more hours oh, of yeah. Kansas. Welcome exactly. to Colorful Colorado. It's Baja, Colorado. <laughs> right. It's the yeah. official term. Totally is. Is that what they call it? Baja? <laughs> that's what uh, Big City Adam calls yeah, it. Yeah, that's that great. Is, yeah. Like, yeah, when you go through like Lyman and yeah. all that, it's like it's Baja, terrible. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. So they, they had to cancel. They still had the game, but they had to cancel the post-game fireworks show on Saturday because there's been an outbreak of bubonic plague at a prairie Bubonic dog colony chronic. near the stadium. And so the problem is... That <laughs> the problem is the plague. The problem I don't is, know yeah. how much deeper we need to go. <laughs> the problem hey, is we they, got the plague. They <laughs> dumped their bed chambers out their windows into the streets. <laughs> yes. So, next headline. Uh, I was so, in Yosemite once when the plague was there. I was just reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember going to Petrified Forest as a kid and, mm-hmm. and like walking around and there were like plague warning signs yeah. like don't get near the, the prairie mice dogs get in. it's like what i think in yosemite it was mice in like the pre-existing canvas tents that they had that you could rent so the problem really is it's it's the fleas but these plague infested oh. fleas are on the prairie dogs and so because they're kind of out there the area where they were going to launch these fireworks from 
it's not on asphalt or anything. It's like out in, in the dirt or whatever. And so there's a good chance that the prairie dogs were nearby. So they had to. Yeah, last time I checked, prairie dogs don't live in asphalt. Time out. So was the concern that the spectators at the Rapids game? I think that the people who were setting up the the so it was display, just it, but it was the chosen few uh, hashtag firework heroes yeah. that <laughs> were going out into the what, plague what, infested uh, prairie of Colorado. Qu- quick question: What? Because we have like the uh, the black and white flag with the blue stripe for police officers and like a red stripe sure. for like uh-huh. firefighters or EMT. What? What color? For plague? Uh, yeah. What it's color? Be no. Black, what, for the right? f- for fireworks. So heroes. here's what oh, I think. Fire, what fire, color? Fire, American I'm, just, I'm spitballing here. Okay. I think that it is. Uh, it's got to have LED lights. Nope. It's it's uh, where the normal like the first long line. Yeah. Is the first long stripe. Yeah. Is everything below that is gradations of gray. So it's black gray, black gray, black gray. Okay. So it looks like. Well, and a little bit, let's like, t- the gray is a little bit of M and amber. So mm-hmm. it's like amber waves of grain. And then above that, it's basically just like. Purple Mountains Majesty. Tie dyed. Oh, like just, okay. Like it just goes ape up there. Like there's fireworks I going like that. on oh. above it. So I'm going to get one of those. Below flags. is like, uh, yeah, it's supposed to look like the amber waves of grain, but mm-hmm. above. Fireworks. Well, this has been our salute to firework heroes. Um, <laughs> Fire- hashtag <laughs> firework heroes. Uh, well, they also, in addition to canceling the fireworks show, they've also uh, burn bright, they, stay hot. Some of the parking is on dirt lots, and so now mm. that has been shut down too. So mm. now you can only park on the asphalt. So they're trying to also save the the spectator heroes that come to their games. What I'm hearing <laughs> is they're just they're just going to pave the prairie. I mean, they need they to. They pretty much already have. If you go out yeah. there, I mean, there's a lot of parking lot. There's yeah. nothing else around. They're like, we're going to put this stadium out here, and then we're going to have... I never got that about Denver. I guess they can't go the other way, though, because of the mountains. Yeah. So they got to go east. Yeah. But they put mm-hmm. it out there assuming that there was going to be some development around it. And it's not that far from, like, Aurora, I think is mm-hmm. the closer... Cl- don't give me those eyes. <laughs> but it's it's kind of... Talk about Batman. East of Aurora. Yeah. So, so, quick thought experiment. Oh, great. Let's say. <sighs> quick. That means 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say that the. Let's do this for every team. <laughs> yeah. Let's say that they went ahead. Let's say that they went ahead with this fireworks show. Sure. And they let people just park on these lots. And let's right. say that Denver becomes ground zero for the next Black Bubonic Death. plague. What sport do you think in a plague infested United States maybe world what sport Survives. do you think would would survive or which or which sport do you think would be the best sport to um, raise people's spirits competitive solitaire oh that's a good one mm. I mean it you might have to be you go yeah, one at a time or be. three at a time there's two different divisions. Oh. Yeah. Expert novice. Yeah. And then there's like hard, uh, random draw, and then there's like a speed draw. Well, everybody at the avalanche game is safe, right? Because it's cold in there, and the bubonic plague can't survive on ice. So it'd have to be like a winter sport. And all figure skaters survive. Is that true? The bubonic plague can't survive on ice? I don't know. Like- I'm just thinking like, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. if it gets real cold, like viruses can't survive in like... But can outside fleas, the body fleas can survive, right? Uh, can they reanimate? Some animals can reanimate after being frozen, like frogs. Yeah. So the plague, it, it, I guess it, it typically occurs during cooler summers that follow mm. wet winters. So it mm. is a summertime thing. It's a so swampy. you might be, summertime. It's a you might be right. Some, some, a swampy summertime. type of thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. humid. Yeah. No, it can't be that if it's in Colorado and Yosemite. It's not humidity. Well, that's true. But wet winter's coming into cool summers. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting away from the thought experiment, which was what sport survives the bubonic yeah, plague? Yeah, what, what sports can Ice hockey and lift? figure skating. So something Curling. Cold, cold. Cold sports. Curling. I like the, Ice I like the solitaire idea, Ice too. I mean, when your whole family dies and you're, yeah. And you're counting flowers on the wall. Yeah. I think it's going to be esports. Playing solitaire till dawn with a deck. Because nobody 51. wants to leave their house. To oh, yeah. So you can be a, you can be a bubble boy 
Exactly. But still compete. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I, I wouldn't think so. That's true. So I think eSport, that's what it's going to take for eSports to really take off. But what about the guys that run the internet? They got to be protected too. Keep the internet They never going. leave their house either. You don't think well, they're not protected true. already? Yeah, that's true. Hey, plus, in Colorado, NORAD. You just roll up in NORAD mm-hmm. and you're fine. Oh, and the whole Denver airport. Which DIA. is out there in those planes, though. That's why I was just thinking. Because no, man. It's all underground. It's all underground, but... It's the largest... Guess where Prairie Dogs It's live. underground, the airport? Like, there's as much underground as there... I've never been oh, to the underground I, part. There's as much we, underground... Are we going to get into this? The Denver airport conspiracy? <laughs> yeah. So, the Denver airport is the largest airport in the world by land area. And I believe that okay. they said there's as much underground Commercial airport. as there is above ground. I know one of the big conspiracies is they were supposed to have this state-of-the-art luggage mover uh-huh. mover system. And it was all under the tarmac. And there was tubes everywhere. But pneumatic suitcase throwers? After they put all of this in, they were like, mm, that doesn't work. I was like, does it not work? Does or was it, it never intended to work? Or is it something completely different? Or is it completely different? Un- yeah. It's is NORAD, it, too. It's all bunkers, man. It's all nukes. bunkers. I bet and it's then they nukes. have, and then they have that giant uh, uh, blue stallion, dude, with the red eyes yeah. or the orange Satan eyes. Stallion. That thing yeah. is terrifying. That killed its creator. Yeah, it not to mention he, he died when it was finished. Like it, it fell on him and he died. It's <sighs> cursed. You guys have seen the artwork inside the uh, the Denver airport, right? I there, are th- there are these paintings. Well, why don't you show it to us? Of, We're on a podcast. Yeah, let me show you a I've, visual. I've aid. never. I've only flown into the Denver airport there, and changed planes. There's real a quick. series of very, very strange paintings of a gas, gas mask wearing, evil looking. This is Norad Nazi too. holding a gun with a bayonet and a sword, killing a dove. While children are in coffins and women are crying, holding dead babies, this is the artwork that is just in the uh, the like uh, lounge seating. But lounge it's areas. very much in the style of Diego Rivera, isn't it? Yes. Kind of like mural, mm-hmm. early twentieth century huge murals. These yeah. are just like little snippets of them. Yeah, yeah, they're by Leo Tenguma. There's there's. Uh, in peace with harmony and, and peace and harmony with nature is one and the children of the world dream of peace. Uh, the artist stated that the mural was to depict man-made environmental destruction and genocide along with humanity coming Jeez. together to heal nature and live in peace, which is again, if I was, if I was responsible for the interior decor of this brand new airport and they brought me a, a thumbnail sketch of, like, hey, I'm thinking this can be the giant painting we put up where everyone's waiting to get up on the plane. I would maybe say, ah. But you would if you were actually trying to build an airport. But if what your main exactly. concern was, was trying to build underground bunkers for the, the rich and powerful. Or reptilians. Hide, or reptilians to hide. Oh, then you really don't care. This somebody's going to lizard people. Somebody's going to come in. Yeah, because they got to stay warm, so they go underground and yeah. it's all heated. So you, somebody would come in and say, "Hey, this is what I want to draw," and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Let's talk. Let's talk underground bunkers." Guess what? The dedication stone at the Denver <laughs> airport was dedicated March nineteenth, nineteen ninety four. If you, if you that add means up nothing to if me. If you add up the individual numbers, one plus nine plus one plus nine plus nine plus four, it equals thirty three, which, which is, is the highest rock. degree of masonry. Oh. I mean, that's kind of loose. It's a little loose, but <laughs> I mean, I usually like those kinds of things, and I'm not buying that. You got, you got a little loose with the facts there. All right, it's three thirty-three. <laughs> yeah, that's just Rolling Rock. Yeah. You guys want to talk about men having babies? Please. Seahorses. So DJ Cooper. This guy named DJ Cooper. DJ. Do you know much about this guy? DJ Cooper. Mm-hmm. No. He he was a I know that he was one time Ohio fest. University basketball player. Maction. And he was suspended from the International Basketball Federation in 2018. Uh, he was trying to join the Bosnian national team. Um, and in the course of doing a drug test, they found out that he's pregnant. Congratulations to DJ DJ Cooper and his wife. I mean, did we get these drug tests uh, mixed up here? Uh, no, he used his girlfriend's urine 
And this was oh how he found out God. his girlfriend was pregnant. So oh now he's so been he's suspended and he two. can't play until June 20th, 2020. But what's he And been? if you add what up the numbers. Again? What's <laughs> Six plus two plus one is nine. And that's my birthday next year. Oh, man. So. Something to think yeah, about. You're pregnant, yeah, Rowdy. Put the pieces your, together. It's your due date. Yeah. So this baby is the Antichrist, is all I'm saying. So what do you think he was trying to hide? Weed. What sport again? Basketball, but it was for FIBA, and I don't know that FIBA cares. So yeah, the presence of uh, GHC, a hormone the placenta produces after impregnation, uh, was detected in the urine sample. So, yeah... Huh. So not as slick as he thought. That baby he was. messed up his career. That baby that is, ain't got a chance. That's one of the best like finding out your pregnant stories I think I've ever heard. So, what's what's the gender reveal gonna be on this kid? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be insane. Phoebe's gonna tell us in twelve weeks. Yeah. It's uh, gonna be those so, uh firefighter heroes, firework heroes, people are gonna come. Hashtag out. firework heroes. Yeah. Male They're basketball good. player has the babies. <laughs> that's true. I have heard that. Well, this is a crazy story. So, is he not going to be able to play no. for AS Monaco next year either? Because he's he has a professional contract. Not they care after, about that in Monaco. That's what I'm asking. About drugs? I don't know, man. Hmm. Oh, okay. I was. I thought it said. Do they had, have room in Monaco for a basketball court? That's a small country. They got all that racetrack too. How big do you think a basketball? Court how small is? do you think Monaco is? I mean, they have Monaco is small. A two and a half mile circuit. Yeah, but that's some loops and t- uh, figure eights and twisty things. <laughs> so you just think it? I looks, mean, I could walk two and a half miles right here. So you your, think it, in your uh, dining room? So you think, <laughs> and you're turning an F one car in that <laughs> space. You think it's just basically they're running up and down a parking garage? I mean, it seems like it'd be prime real estate in Monaco, and a basketball sure. court's going to take up some space, especially if you got spectators, which I'm assuming they do. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. But how maybe they, it's yeah. multi-purpose. Like they they have their volleyball team there as well, and they sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. But they really only <laughs> have they really only have edge seats, so they can get more people in there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so expensive. Mm, that makes sense. So LSU Tigers, Bayou Bengals, couldn't happen to a better team. Uh, the football team has a a new twenty eight million dollar locker room that looks like it came straight off of uh, James Bond circa nineteen circa yeah. Roger Moore's uh, private jet. Riddle me what they spent twenty eight m's on for their locker room. Well, I'll tell you some of the things that they okay. spent twenty eight million dollars on. Tyran Matthew. Honey Badger himself yeah. uh, donated one million dollars. Hair salon. <laughs> that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> it's for a players lounge. Oh, so like pool tables, video games, dollar player lounge. That's a lot of Xboxes. Uh, Patrick Peterson, also uh, alum, as in he spent some years there. P squared. Uh, he gave one million dollars, which was matched by a local businessman uh, to give to the weight room. So they have a million dollars in the. Players Lounge, as well as two million dollars in the in the weight room. They need more than they, two million in their weight room. Just saying, you, you're getting off topic. Here. <laughs> they also have uh, a private uh, dining facility. They have new offices. I've heard all this before. For all of the coaches. Um, my favorite thing is: Have you seen this? The nap pods. Oh, like to nap as in... Check these out. Rest your eyes. This is just a picture of them. What? But each one of these is... It looks like Are they all supposed to nap at the same time? It looks like honeycombs. Each one... Yeah, they look like... It looks like something off of... uh, It's a hive mentality. Why do they expect all these players are going to nap at the same time? Because they're tired. They may not nap at the same time, but each each one of these pods actually uh, comes out and turns into a small bed. Inside here, you have hookups where you can put your iPod or your iPad. Who has an iPod? I don't know, man. <laughs> this is like I'm the, they basically years old. They look, I have an iPod. They look like uh, yeah, seats like in like, iPods, in like so. first class on like a like, Boeing. Exactly. Like, like it also looks like those uh, sensory sensory deprivation yeah. chambers. That is crazy. Yeah. The initial, but hey, and guys. they're all 
leather, purple leather upholstery, purple right? Purple leather upholstery. Now, good news, guys. They should this was initially print. expected to be $36 million. Oh, okay. Uh, but it, it ended up being um, less than that. Oh, so they came in under budget. 26 or $28 million. What'd they do with that extra 6 to $8 million? Well, don't worry. Here's, here's I think, what the real story is. And I, um, there's been some uproar in Baton Rouge, surprisingly. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, about this situation. Because, I don't know if you remember, a couple of years back, um, uh, Louisiana, the state, had some problems funding uh, their higher education. Yeah, don't they have, like, the most corrupt government outside of, like, Chicago? Uh, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> of course. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so they've been cutting the budget for these for the, the higher education. But somehow they have a different um, um, fund that this comes from. I think it's called the Tiger Athletic Fund. TAF is what they call it. And um, people have been um, contributing to that and not necessarily contributing to the school. So how they were... Oh, they're separate entities. Um, well... Allegedly. Are they? Yeah. Great question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should they be? Should they be? Yeah. So what they were doing... Obviously they are. So what... Yeah. Well, they are. <laughs> and Scott Woodward, their athletic director, he's new. Joe Olive uh, just left. Scott Woodward came over from Texas A&M. And Scott he, Woodward, Woodward don't care. No, he don't care. He, <laughs> he is actually an alum from um, LSU. And there was a fund transfer policy that was initiated by Joe Olive where the athletic department contributed money to the academic institution that is LSU. So let's just unpack that for a second. (laughs) The athletic department contributed money to the academic institution that's LSU. So LSU is a separate entity entity from the the, uh, the, um, university university itself. So they were guaranteed... Um, $36 million. They've contributed nearly $50 million to the the university under this policy. Woodward comes out and says, yeah, you know, under my watch, <laughs> under my regime, we're not going to do this. He says, his words, not mine. Uh, I don't know. Roddy, do you want to read this? Sure. <laughs> As, Scott Woodward's from Louisiana. Okay. So let's, yeah, so you, you got to get your Creole on. Just right oh, uh, <laughs> so let me Zataran. <laughs> Zatarans. No, he didn't. Just to be clear to our listeners, he didn't say Zatarans. <laughs> Zatarans. That's how I'm getting into it. Okay. You're getting into character. Yeah. Rowdy is a, uh, what do you call that? A uh, method actor. It's something that's uh, very dangerous when uh, universities rely on uh, their recurring money there, uh, especially from an uh, auxiliary like the, uh, the, athletic, uh, the athletic department there. So, no, I don't, uh, no, I don't think uh, we'll always support the university in some form of fashion uh, we ca- we cannot sustain what we're currently doing there uh, gumbo <laughs> thank you thanks Joe uh, what's his name Joe Robichaux Joe Robichaux Joe Robichaux our, our that's my that's from our, Baton Rouge our, our Cajun yeah, Baton Rouge, Rouge. <laughs> yeah so he to be clear he says uh, I think while I think we will always yeah, support translate the university that. in some form or fashion we cannot sustain what we're currently doing the athletic department with the LSU on the front of their jerseys cannot sustain the <laughs> academic institution, which is I Louisiana got a question. State Are University. these not student athletes with the hyphen? Student. That's right. Student first. Yeah. You got it. The, now, are they getting paid? No. Yes. So here's what we... Here's what we... No. Well, yeah. It is LSU. It is LSU. LSU. So uh, you were able to spend $26 million, $28 million on a new... Locker room, you were given $50 million to the institution. These students have these student athletes, mm. just like student first, just like the regular population, right? Right, have their uh, classrooms in this uh, new facility, have their own dining facility, have private chefs, have their own locker rooms, uh, have their own changing facilities, have their own private uh, uh, medical needs right. met. Um, but, but somehow, somehow, they're still student athletes. These are just students. The thing that's curious about this, this to me, is where we'll spend money on them yeah. to make sure make yeah. sure that the horses are fed well. But what we won't do is actually <laughs> right set them free. But see, Alabama has all this stuff. Oh well, here we go. They have their private uh, 
kitchen or their private cafeteria. They most of them, I think, probably take their gen ed classes together. All this, but Alabama also with we talked about it in pods months ago. But they make like fifty five or fifty eight million dollars a year for the university through football. But those also fund every other sport team that Alabama has. Like it goes into the pot of sure, the it's athletics. The, it's the athletic right. Fund. It's the athletic yes, fund. Yes, yes, yes. But, but what but they're saying, I don't is get this. No, where they're they're their own thing. There's now. no requirement. That's wild. He said, uh, "This is from Tiger Rag, which is um, an LSU paper. athletic. They even have their own magazine, propaganda magazine. <laughs> well, if it's propaganda, it's terrible at it because <laughs> <laughs> if you read it, you're like, wow, wow, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Woodward confirmed his belief that it's not the athletics department's responsibility to bail a state school out. Which, wow. let's get over the fact that they ended the sentence with a preposition and it could have easily been changed to bail out a state school. So their journalism department LSU. is weak. Yeah. 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 Um, but he just flat out says, look, we're a business and our business is, is co- big time college football. But we're not a business as long as we... As long because as we it, don't pay our employees. As long as it works in our favor, exactly. Right. We're not a business. That way we don't have to pay the actual employees. This is smart. I like this. This is a good grift. Hey, man, you were on the right Can side. Can we do with, this with you, our... You were on the right side with the Phillies. You're on I the know. wrong how side. Do we, how, do we, how, do we, how do we work this all into some of our whole sponsorships? Yeah. <laughs> that, okay. That, there you there, go. Well, now we're thinking. And then he said, I think it's the wrong question. I think the right question is, what are our current donors at TAF doing for the university? Full stop right there. Let me just editorialize. <laughs> what they're doing for the university is donating money to the athletic department and not donating, donating money to, to the academy. any other institution. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling that in both places I've been, Texas A&M and Washington, on average, they give one and a half times more to the academic side. I'm sure that's the case here. Oh, well, he was at A&M, huh? They got that and, big old stadium mm-hmm. under Sumlin and all yeah, that yeah. new action. Well, interesting. What's interesting, uh, it's also interesting because this started to get blown up and say people were saying, um, I don't know if that's totally true. You're hearing? I'm hearing. People are saying <laughs> WF, WAFB9, uh, which I don't know, they're probably out of bat, Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. They, uh, people started um, posting pictures. There's a lot of pictures on the uh, old old Twitter, Twitter sphere. Uh, this is the library. As you can see, there's severe water damage. Um and oh, wow. they've had to take out parts of the, the wall board. because of that. So um, the current state of the library, including uh, the current state of the campus, including the Middleton Library, is uh, has been leaking. Uh, it's forced facilities to move certain books and important government documents to an upstairs location. Leaders of the university say they've been working to fix the problem for some time now. Probably around the same time that they were building a $28 million locker room. What's the NCAA going to do about this? The NCAA isn't going to do anything. They're, look, man, they've all, they, they're all wearing the same blinders, right? They're, they're, all, they're all singing the yeah, same I'm song. They've right all got that. the same playbook. And the NCAA doesn't have – they'll say that, look, this is, this is a state issue. NCAA is about athletics. It's not about – uh, the academic Academics. aspects. You just have to meet certain requirements. You have certain. Um, well, they only are scores. about academics in that it it uh, it forces all the players to maintain uh, remain uh, amateurs. But fear not, the library is currently undergoing three hundred fifty thousand dollars in renovations to the first floor that will definitely spruce up and improve that first floor. Dope. Oh, good. <laughs> so happy. so dope. So. Um, so if I could, um, I think the appropriate response is the balls on this guy, Scott mm-hmm. Woodward, uh, unbelievable that he just comes out and says, and is this going to create a tidal wave? Or are we going to see this more and more now at other schools where they're like, hell if LSU's doing it, everybody's already doing it. I don't think that anybody has been so blatant to say, look, it's like we, we are, you are, we are a separate entity right. from the school. Right. I think that actually Georgia uh, just passed a law. I'm going to get fuzzy on the details here, but essentially that the athletic department is separate from the academic institution and then not, uh, not 
beholden to the same Freedom of Information Act request that the Ooh, institution nasty. is because they are not part of the public institution. Nasty. They are the, uh, their own private entity. And Georgia said, we good with that. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> Ugga. Let's keep it between the hedges. Ugga, Ugga. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good good on you, Scott Woodward. Man. Ball boy of the week for sounds me. Sounds like a great Balls business. boy of the week for me. <laughs> good business, yeah. No, it sounds like enslavement. It was what it sounds like. It Without sounds like, doubt. Yeah. I mean. It don't don't I mean. That's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the Guru Mikey <laughs> Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner Brandon Casburn, uh, the food editor Dennis Chu, and the ball boy of the week is. Philly's pitcher Vince Velasquez, who threw a dude out from left field at home plate while the center fielder was pitching. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he With did this- 15 innings. He did this in Omaha, right? This was at the College World Series, Omaha, Nebraska uh, field. Oh, I, it I may believe, have been. I believe this it is may where have they been. were playing. Yeah, was that was a wild game. I watched a little bit of it. Went 15 innings. Uh, that guy's got, if he can uh, hit, he's got another 10 years at outfield. Oh, there you go. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? How about it?